All right, everybody. Good afternoon. I'm Doc Anderson. To my left is Samar Al Shafi. And uh, if I can ask someone in the back row to please close the door for us, that'd be awesome. Thank you very much. Welcome to our presentation about the power that you need. The important takeaway today is that uh, we've got a host of different topics, all related to how to best power your forklift truck, what technologies, battery performance, what's the best fit for your application. We're going to talk about sustainability and all the different products available to help you with your application-specific power solutions. A little bit about East Penn. We started in 1946. Uh, we're located in Lyon Station, Pennsylvania. That's the uh, home of East Penn, about 10,500 people at, with our company at this point in time. We've got manufacturing locations in Cordon, Iowa, Ann Arbor, Michigan, as well as right there in Lyon Station. Our whole secret to our historic success has been based on our vertical integration, recycling of raw materials, the lead and the acid from our plastics, uh, copper, uh, all the way through. We're big about taking care of our company, our company people, and making sure that they're happy. If they're happy, they're doing a good job, they're building you a very good premium product. At the end of the day, we're looking to provide the total power and financial solutions that optimize your operations within your systems. One of the biggest strengths of East Penn is our DECA network. It's world-renowned, award-winning, and we've got locations strategically located throughout the entire North American continent. We acquired the majority interest in Navitas Systems a number of months ago. That brings to us a lot of skill sets, tremendous R&D in the lithium-ion battery arena, many different chemistries and technologies, and we've got two locations in Michigan and Ann Arbor, and uh, we've got a manufacturing location separate from the research and development operations. Uh, it's exciting times at East Penn Manufacturing. We're delighted to have them on board. Uh, going back to basics, our batteries that are traditionally used to power the forklift trucks, they're used to provide two, po two functions, power and counterweight. In this case, we've got two dissimilar metals in an acid solution. In the acid solution is electrolyte, it's dilute sulfuric acid. The positive plate is a lead oxide and the negative is a lead. And at the end, I apologize for the noise in the background there. So it's at the end of the day, that's the basic concept. From there, we take it into different technologies. What's best for the customer's applications? Whether it's a flooded battery, it's a traditional battery, or the plates inside the cell are totally immersed in battery electrolyte. Absorbed glass mat technology. We're surrounding the positive plate and the negative plate. We've got mats, and those mats are saturated with electrolyte. And then we've got the gel technology. And what that does is it immobilizes the electrolyte so we don't have any water addition requirements. Over the years, all of our divisions within East Penn Manufacturing provide a gel absorbed glass mat. The gel, uh, gel battery is a better uh, cycling solution. So that's why we use that in our Dominator product. As it relates to the chemistries of the lithium ion cells, if you look on the top left, you see the lithium iron phosphate. That is the chemistry that we are using. And if you go over to the, uh, oops, I'm sorry. Over to the right, you have more energy. At the same time, you go over to the more energy, 
this is where you're decreasing the safety. Lithium iron phosphate gives us a perfect marriage of power, weight, and safety. As it relates to battery performance, we need to understand what are the impacts of lead and lithium batteries in our forklift trucks today. If we take a typical 36-volt, 1,000-ampere-hour battery used in a reach truck, we know that we can use 80% of that battery's capacity, or 800 ampere-hours. If you're lifting and doing a lot of lifting and putting product away, at the end of the day, the short story becomes, it's a heavy, just constantly hit it hard and heavy and high. As a result of that, we actually deliver a little bit less amper hours. That's a little bit less shift life. On the other hand, if we're easier on it and we don't use as much lifting, it's going to last longer. So your big takeaway here is that the greater the amps consumed, the fewer the amper hours available. Now, when you get into conventional, every time you discharge a battery to 80% of its rated capacity, or in this case, 800 amper hours, that is known as one equivalent battery unit, one 80% depth of discharge. And whether you do that a little bit at a time or over a number of days, that's one equivalent battery unit. Opportunity charging, where you can use up to 1.25 EBUs per day, as a standard. When you get above that, up to 1.6 EBUs a day, that seems to be the upper limit of a lead battery in a successful application. The bottom line here is we're looking at fast charging. That's where you're getting into vented uh, trays, additional current conductors, and capacity, uh, uh, current uh, ampacity of the cables and connectors. The typical discharge of a lead battery, you're looking at the black the negative number is power going out to the truck. Above the zero, that's power being applied to the battery. If you're above the zero, those values are the regenerative power being applied to a lead battery. In this case, a lead battery typically will convert about 10 or 15% of the regenerative power applied to it. The voltage, if you look here, you're up about 38 volts, and then you're down to about 28 volts. This is important for us to realize. This is a normal discharge curve. Stat, or it's a, uh, the dynamic discharge. As we've got that, uh, truck knows that. Battery discharge indicators on the truck know that. And uh, that's what the expectation is. Now, as it relates to lithium, it's a little bit different. Here, too, we can use 80% of the battery's rated capacity. And the important part here is 80% of 700 is 560 ampere hours. Now, we can deliver all that power in one hour, or we can divide it by two and deliver it over two hours. At the end of the day, these are not impacted by the rate of discharge. The battery is going to develop its full power, and it's going to deliver that. This is different from a lead battery, and it's really important you understand that. So our equivalent battery unit here, 700 amper hour, we can use 560 amper hours. We want to look at how much power this delivers. This is key for you. Watts is power. It's volts times amps, if you will. So what we're looking at is what's the power output. In our case here, we're looking at about 65,000 kilowatt hours output, which is about 55% more lifetime kilowatt capacity than the partial state of charge lead application. 
Here's a dynamic discharge of the lithium. It's different. Remember we had about a 10 volt volt drop? Right here we've got about a three volts drop during the discharge process. Any of the values, the graph here in, lead, or the, uh, in black, anything above the zero is regenerative power. Lithium cells are over 99% electrically efficient, so they will absorb all of that regenerative power. That's a plus. The other thing that's different is because we only go down about three volts, at the end of the day, the truck's battery discharge indicator, unless the truck is set up and ready for lithium power, the original equipment battery discharge indicator on the truck will not function. So if needed, we've got the uh, user interface mod uh, modules or we have got a battery discharge indicator for a lithium battery. At this point, I'm gonna turn it over to Sam, or I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, Sam, I apologize. The, um, this shows the lithium voltage drop of three volts and the lead volts of volts drop. The bottom line is we don't have the reduction this lithium battery is gonna have the, batter, the truck operate at a higher voltage, very consistent voltage, which is kind to the forklift trucks. A uh, definite plus for the lithium product. At this point, Sam is All right, hello everyone. So again, Samuel Shopee, and uh, thanks Doc. So Doc walked you through the differences between the two battery technologies, lead and lithium. And as now more and more power solutions are being provided to the industrial market, uh, I'm gonna help walk through how we make recommendations in deciding uh, between the two battery technologies. So what is the right battery for the right application? Uh, what we'll be walking through uh, is uh, some examples of how do we evaluate um, operational uh, considerations, costs, duty cycles, and overall goals of, uh, of a lift truck fleet, and uh, how do we go about uh, conducting surveys, uh, whether through a power study or a site survey, to at the end of the day uh, be able to make considerations in performance, maintenance, financial, and life modeling. So some of, the, uh, some of the considerations that we want to focus in on are uh, acquisition and installation costs, uh, productivity, charge rates, battery changing, maintenance, end of life, duty cycle, and uh, temperatures of operations. We typically use uh, data, uh, data collection tools to um, assess duty cycles. So we're monitoring amp hour throughput in operation, essentially how much is the battery being utilized in that lift truck fleet. We also want to understand and characterize the temperature that the batteries are going to be uh, utilized in. And uh, we want to assess and understand the, the particular configurations of the battery. In some cases, when you need to charge at higher rates, we need to be applying uh, uh, double cables uh, in the case that a single cable is limit the limiting factor in the charge rate uh, by the battery. And uh, through these studies, you can then uh, use that uh, site-specific information to be able to estimate the life expectancy of that equipment or of that battery. The, the market is very dynamic. No customer uh, is exactly like another. Uh, so they all have very uh, application-specific situations. 
that need to be considered. For example, some customers are one shift, some customers are two shifts, some customers are three shifts. Some customers even in a two or three shift operation might be using the equipment in a relatively light duty cycle manner. Um, some are in cold environments and some are in hot environments. Uh, so we believe that there's no single technology that fully satisfies the entire market spectrum and demand. Uh, and, and associated with that, uh, we, we need a, a, bro a broader range of power solutions to be able to take care of the market's needs. We're going to help to try to decipher uh, one, between, uh, one versus the other. So uh, when evaluating a lead battery, uh, some of the benefits of it is it's a very mature product, very robust, reliable industry, is very well versed in it, and it's uh, very optimized in the manufacturing, and uh, it's a low upfront capital purchase. Um, it, it could support a wide range uh, of applications, and uh, it, it's becoming uh, lower and lower maintenance uh, over the years. Uh, it also has a very uh, efficient and effective recycling process associated with it. Lithium batteries are our higher upfront uh, acquisition costs, uh, but they perform very well in partial states of charge. Uh, they, they maintain a higher discharge voltage, which results in a more uh, peppy performance for the lift truck. So that does increase productivity when operating a lift truck in a high intensity environment. So you, you will have a, a peppier performance from a lift truck uh, as a result of the lack of a sagging voltage profile. Uh, it's also very low maintenance, right? There's, there's, there's no necessary watering. Um, there, there's, uh, a, it's really more of electronics and software uh, for the battery. And it's very uh, highly efficient. So uh, that's both on the charge and the discharge side. So you will reduce your overall energy consumption uh, when utilizing uh, a lithium battery. So our recommendations are uh, the lead battery really shine in uh, situations in which uh, capital budgets are, are, are you know, more uh, constricted on the front end. Um, and uh, when you are able to utilize conventional charging um, or low rates of charging to satisfy that demand. Uh, lithium batteries uh, really shines in applications in which they are in cold storage environments, um, high energy throughput uh, applications, and customers that uh, want to eliminate maintenance, want to eliminate watering. Uh, one of the good thresholds that uh, we, you know, we've, we've come to uh, believe in is the uh, 1.6 EBU factor. So again, when, when, you know, the whole point of this uh, presentation is really to try to help guide uh, uh, a consumer along the decision-making process for deciding between a lead or a lithium battery, right? And one of the, the thresholds that we recommend in evaluating is 1.6 EBUs. So as Doc presented, an EBU is an equivalent battery usage, so it's like uh, a cycle. Uh, in the situation that the customers are using greater than 1.6 EBUs, we think that's a good barometer to make a recommendation to evaluate lithium battery. So after you conducted a power study and we get an understanding of the, the duty cycle uh, of the operation, what you could do from there is you can do financial modeling. So you can compare 
uh, a, a lithium versus a lead acquisition. Um, you can compare operational costs, maintenance costs, and you can compare the life expectancy. Um, through that, you can generate uh, an, uh, a total cost of ownership uh, model. You could generate a return on investment estimation. You can uh, generate an IRR. And I'm going to walk you through a couple of examples of that. Uh, so, so one example of that in the total cost of ownership evaluation is in this situation, it's utilizing a 1.2 EBU uh, consumption rate. And uh, it's about 10 shifts per week, uh, a low cost of electricity, and a, a low cost to operate the, the lift trucks. Um, in this model, uh, a lead battery does uh, have a lower total cost of ownership, um, and, and it is financially uh, a better solution for this type of operation. In, in, a, in, a, in a different scenario where they're using greater than 1.6 EBUs, they're cycling the battery more frequently, their electricity costs are a little bit higher, and the, the cost for the operators to drive the lift truck is higher. In those situations, the, the total cost of ownership is uh, better for a lithium solution. So not one solution uh, satisfies all situations, um, and that's you know, one of the key takeaways here. Uh, everything is going to be customer and application specific, and when working with uh, a customer or uh, evaluating an operation, you, you could take some key variables to be able to estimate and understand uh, your total cost of ownership for that operation and, and be able to now make recommendations for what the appropriate battery technology for uh, that fleet. So to, to, summarize, uh, to, to summarize that, what, what we recommend is really making data-driven uh, uh, recommendations for your, for your power solution. Um, and, and with an increasingly dynamic uh, market and industry and, and new uh, battery technologies becoming uh, available, uh, you really want to spend some time up front in making those uh, application-specific considerations uh, that, that I really just uh, walked, walked us through. Uh, so with that, I'm going to pass it back to Doc, and Doc's going to uh, go through sustainability. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Sustainability is key to all of us, and uh, as we look at everything from lead to lithium, uh, at the end of the day, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Keith. At the end of the uh, life of a lead battery, over 99% of the batteries recyclable from the acid, the plastics, the lead the steel, the copper, which is a great home run for us. It's the uh, most widely recycled product available in the United States. It's a real, uh, very positive uh, uh, green solution before green was cool. With our lithium product, we've got a lot of opportunity to help these uh, recycling processes work for you. The counterweights made of steel that could either be reused as it is, or we could actually melt it down and uh, recycle it that way. The battery pack that contains, uh, it's all housed in steel. That's reusable. There's copper and hardware and steel in there, too. As you'd expect, uh, we at East Penn are fully on board. We've got the solutions that are available. They exist today. And at the end of the light, we'll make, life will make sure that things are going to be taken care of properly. 
unique to East Penn. We are both specialists with lead and lithium. We're focused on helping you to make a data-driven solution. We're here to help you to understand what the impacts. Your costs may go up, they may go down. We'll look at that for you. Your performance modeling goes up. Maybe you've got a busy time of the year. We'll make sure that we're achieving that for you. And at the end of the day, we're looking to help lower the cost to move product through your operations. We know what the differences are between the lead and the lithium, as Sam just presented. But remember, it's about a rugged battery design on the lead side. We make our own oxide on our own oxide mills on our campus. We've got a retention system that keeps the active material in the positive plates where it belongs for a long, powerful life. Our quality systems are designed in, validated all the way through the entire process. And under lead batteries, it's right or it goes to the smelter where we recycle the product and then start over again. On our lithium side of the house, we've got the widest range of batteries, 24, 36, and 48 volt batteries. Got a broad spectrum of sizes. One thing that's really important is you want to understand what is it that we're doing? What is our forte? One of our fortes is our battery management system. It's made in-house right in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's a great product. works very well. It's IP67 rated, so if it's in a dirty, cruddy environment, it should be a very successful operation. The software is proprietary. It's not off the shelf. We didn't buy it. It's also UL listed. And if you've done any research on UL, it's, you've got UL recognized, which is the lowest level. And then if you do UL listed, it's the highest level that you can get. And that's what our battery is. All the components in our battery are UL rated. They're all UL listed. That's number one. Number two, the BMS as a standalone item, UL. And then to top that off, the software, and I didn't even know you could do this with software, but thank God for Team Navitas, uh, UL listed software. It helps you to understand you're gonna have a safe, successful operation. Uh, they've chosen, chosen among all of the chemistries and technologies that are worked with every day at Navitas, they've picked out the best chemistry, in this case, LFP or lithium iron phosphate. Uh, and as it gets into some of the uh, safety certified, uh, the UL, uh, we actually tuck the battery up to a certain height and then drop it. And it's got to self-contain, and then it's got to operate on the other side of that. It reminds me of some of the testing that we do for the US Navy for shipboard product. It's really cool. Uh, one of the other things we're very proud of is the, the successful uh, testing with the UL. It's called the nail penetration test, where they actually drive a nail through the battery itself and if it gets a short circuit, and it will, right? Because we just drove a nail through there, but it's got to not harm any adjacent cells and not start anything that, uh, uh, a catastrophic event. In this case, it's the most mundane, and I've watched it for minutes, it's like, there's nothing. It's totally uneventful. That's the benefit of the design. It's the benefit of the Navitas uh, chemistry and the cell uh, manufacturing specifications that are done there for us. We wrong, strongly recommend you find somebody who's looking out for your best interest. They've got lead, lithium solutions. And of course on the lead you've got fast charge, opportunity charge, you've got low maintenance, high performance, you've got gel technologies, all of these different things. And then you've got the lithium. Find someone that's got all these solutions. If all you've got 
is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. In our case, we've got a whole array of products with different opportunities, different life expectancies, different cost centers, and they're all built to provide you with a good, safe solution. The end of life, very important. We're here to take care of that for you. And at the end of the day, make sure you're taking care of the customer's operations. Help them to lower their cost of operations, increase their throughputs, and help them to make more money. On behalf of all of us at East Penn Manufacturing and Nevitas Systems, wanna, there's 10,500 of us. Thank you for this opportunity to present to you. Uh, if you've got any questions, we would be glad to entertain those now. Well, with all that, thank you for coming. Go out and enjoy the show. Tell all your friends about it. Uh, this should be available uh, via a video, a link coming back from the uh, show in a few weeks to you. So if you want to review it, then you can. Thank you for coming.